to Savvy, Booked, and Blessed, a podcast for bold female leaders making bold moves. I'm your host, Devin A. Thaxton, founder and CEO of Pro Savvy Strategic Performance Agency. Stick around to the end of the show and we'll reveal how you can be our next guest. Let's get started. Welcome to Savvy, Booked, and Blessed, a podcast for bold female leaders making bold moves. I'm your host, Devin A. Thaxton, founder and CEO of ProSavic Strategic Performance Agency. Stick around to the end of the show where we'll reveal how you can be on our next guest. So let's get started. Today, we are chatting with Heather Legg. Heather is a certified executive coach, training specialist, and the founder of Envision Success, Inc., and author of Lead with Moxie, Surprising Ways Women Are Creating Success in Business. Since starting an independent coaching firm in 2006, Heather has worked with hundreds of small business owners, as well as leaders and teams in larger organizations, including First National Bank, Salvation Army, and Mass Mutual. She guides clients' results through expertise in leadership strategy, communication skills, and productivity behaviors. Prior to executive coaching, she earned her master's in business administration and achieved milestones in project management, sales, and leadership in multiple industries. Heather is a, quote, recovering perfectionist, data nerd, red wine lover, beachcomber, and has a love-hate relationship with running. She lives in Omaha, where she met her husband of 25 years. She enjoys food, fitness, wine, and travel, and especially when they all happen together. Heather's also passionate about making a positive impact in her local community and far beyond, and is constantly serving in leadership networks and philanthropic groups. Hi, Heather. So happy to have you on. Hi, thanks, Devin. I am. I'm honored. Yeah, thank you. Listen, you were speaking right to me because um, if you ask anyone around me, they all know that I hate running, um, but I love red wine. So I love all of that. <laughs> I hear, yeah, I hear that. <laughs> I also um, lived in Omaha for a while and I went to Hastings College. So go big red, big cool. Husker yeah. fan over here. I don't I'm not even a fan. Not for you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's fair. I mean, who would be there? I'm, really I'm not a native born, so yeah. I don't know. I'm like, whatever. It's yeah, not in my blood or something. <laughs> I mean, it is hard to be a fan of theirs because, you know, they're struggling. Um, but <laughs> they, they've been struggling. You could tell me they're doing great. I wouldn't even know. <laughs> well, I'm so excited to have you on. So tell us a little bit more about your coaching program and how you help other leaders. Sure. So I started my coaching firm in 2006, mm-hmm. back when coaching was not a household term. And I was constantly <laughs> explaining to people, <laughs> business coach, success coach, yeah. executive coach, whatever, depending on the conversation. Yeah. No, not a soccer coach. And then, you know, now it's like the whole world has turned upside down and everyone is calling themselves a coach. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a vastly different market. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm one of the few that's around this long. And so that gives me a lot of unique insights and a lot of really cool experiences over the years, working with leaders of all shapes and sizes. Um, you know, so in some, in some cases it was career coaching in some cases it was a startup. Um, and I, I just learned so much about myself, about people, about business and, um, the referrals, are really my, that's really, that's really it. Yeah. <laughs> do some networking. Yeah. I mean, I'm in some groups as you heard, and I'm blessed to have referrals. Yeah. Um, I like to think because I do, I, I build rapport quickly and I lead 
myself intuitively through, right. uh, and my, and my clients through whatever, whatever they need. So yeah. I'm, I'm just, um, like a conduit for what they need. Sure. And I love that approach. I mean, uh, we were just chatting a little bit before we started how I was so uh, coming out of corporate America mm. in the beginning. Um, I, it took me years to drop that formal facade of trying to be so perfect. And, and, um, I realized years later that I was coming off as intimidating me. I'm like so nice and I'm small. I'm not a big person. Maybe I'm like kind of a big personality sometimes, but I I thought, goodness, this is not good. So all that, all that inward energy of expecting perfection from myself was, I learned was kind of flowing out there and making it harder for people to connect with me. So I dropped that. It was a, it was a lot of work. work, Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, but I, so I'm, I'm just blessed to be able to work with primarily these days, small business owners, um, with smaller teams and, um, and they're overcoming their own perfectionism or control freak issues (laughs) and building their legacies. Right. And, uh, and then I also get to do some training and traveling, uh, for like consulting training combo stuff, sure. like on uh, disc communication styles cool. and yeah. um, presentations. Mm-hmm. Skills. So yeah, yeah. Fun. I have fun every day. I love, I love that. You know, it's so funny. Cause I was, um, I feel like this last year I really was got kind of, you know, starting to go through that shedding corporate Devonet and figuring out what, you know boss lady <laughs> definitely is and like owning my own business and what that looks like and how I want to show up for myself and, and for my team. Um, and for me, I, I, you, you know, you mentioned kind of feeling like, um, uh, maybe you came off more intense than, than meaning to. And I think for mine, it was maybe a little bit more the, the opposite of wanting to kind of, uh, placate, if you will, or something, you know, having similar backgrounds of like project management and, and operations, you're balancing a lot of different people and a lot of different things and projects and budgets and all those things. Right. So, um, getting to a place kind of over the summer and the fall where I was like, you know what, like I own this (laughs) and like, you're my client and, and what we're doing, like, I'm, I'm here to help you and serve you, but also like, you're my client. And so I also have rules and, for respect and I can say things how I want to say them and it doesn't have to be such a cookie cutter and releasing words like bandwidth and oh. you know like all of the <laughs> yes terms. the jargon and the formality and exactly right yeah I started working with a business owners I mean it's all about grit and, yeah. and raw talent like you can't just like fluff your way through building a business yeah. Right. <laughs> you know, right. like in corporate, you know, people could kind of fluff their way through some meetings and get promoted. Sure. And so, so just as such a different, I'm not saying that, that people in that environment are, aren't working hard. That's absolutely not the case of course. by and large, but yeah, I just realized, um, man, I have to lose some of that vocabulary and that, mm-hmm. that, that, yeah, that, that, uh, coat I was wearing. Totally. <laughs> Absolutely. And it's so, it's so weird. And I remember there was like a, a moment where I was writing um, something like, oh, that's awesome. And I like stared at the word awesome for like far too long. And then I started crying. <laughs> I was like going through this, like, why am I so stressed about 
the word awesome when I should say something like, oh, that's wonderful. Or, you know, how many exclamation marks is too many? Can I use a smiley face? And I'm just like, who freaking cares? Go for it. Yeah. <laughs> so this is just I, permission for people to just like, just be your freaking self. It's so permission. Hard. Yes. Oh my gosh. If, if there's one thing that my, my book is about, it yeah. is that, oh, you know, it's that journey to giving ourselves permission or, or not needing it. <laughs> Right. At first it's giving ourselves permission, then not needing it to just be, to be, just be our fullest expression of pure self. Yeah. So yeah, it's, yeah. it's so much fun. And would you say kind of like this journey for you is what led you into writing this book and collecting these stories? Oh yeah. There's a whole story about that. And I wish we had cocktails, but I'm doing yeah. a storm cleanse. Red wine. We're doing it next time. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll pretend. Yeah. Next yeah. time. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, I kind of stumbled into it because I was doing, I love marketing. Oh, yeah. I love marketing. I love the creative, the creative and the data and the, yeah. and the expressing yourself, mm-hmm. all that, you know, but I can, I can get down into the rabbit hole on the marketing. So I was trying to, um, I was working on a campaign. So I was talking with my coach at the time and we came up with this idea through our conversation to interview 10 um, highly successful women business owners about uh, just some of the things that they, uh, some of the advice they would give other women. Um, You know, so I, I put a short series of questions together and I called 10 of them and I said, Hey, I'm just doing a kind of taking a poll. Can I ask you a short series of questions? Yeah. Um, and I'm going to use this for potentially for a marketing campaign. So I was kind of creating an avatar, although no sure. one was talking about that then. Yeah. Um, well, maybe somebody was, but I didn't know about it yet. And uh, so I just asked them, you know, what two skills do you need it to be more successful in your business? What number one um, behavior would you change to hit your business goals this year? And, uh, what happens when you get stuck and what advice do you have for other women? I mean, there were like six questions. Sure. Um, and then, and I added in a couple of those slice and dice project management, you know, what I'm talking about yeah. For yeah. recording later, just in case, because, right. um, and I wrote it in a survey tool because I was like, while I'm collecting data. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so thank God I did. That was a, just a crazy stroke of luck, old habits, and, um, and then it just grew like the yeah. conversations with these women were incredible. They really let their hair down and they shared things, uh, you know, in some cases I knew them or in other cases they knew of me and mm-hmm. trusted that I was going to keep it confidential, which I told them I would, but you yeah. know, would, would, if you just some random stranger called you up, would you tell them all kinds of things? <laughs> sure. So I'm just, it was just meant to be right. It was yeah. like one hand or whatever. So they told me um, where they were struggling, the things, you know, things that they don't share because these are highly successful women. And we think we have, you know, we have this image. And so that was in, uh, 2015. Mm-hmm. And uh, my intention was just to do 10 phone calls and use it for a marketing campaign, kind of create this avatar of a successful woman, uh, in business and, and kind of use that for, a, for a marketing campaign. And sure. They said, wow, that was an amazing conversation. You should talk to so-and-so and you should talk to so-and-so and you should talk to so-and-so. So then it grew. So then, you know, 30-ish, 35-ish interviews in, <laughs> I had uh, some patterns emerging in the data. Oh. So themes, themes of behaviors and skills that these women were focusing on in order to make them more successful. Things that they 
areas where they said, oh, I'm really great at this, but I need work at this, you know, Mm -hmm. and then, you know, so so there were 13 themes that were emerging and I kept going, I thought, oh, 50 is a nice number. I'll go to 50. And then it was like, well, I should go for a hundred. And then I was cheekily calling it a body of work. And then, (laughs) and then I had a hundred and eight and I was like, oh, that's a really auspicious number. I'm going to stop. And then three more trickled in. That's it. One, one, one. Like, (laughs) message from God. Yeah. So 111 women I interviewed and it was over the span of several years. I mean, it was like a part-time job when it was heating up and, um, and then I just had all this information and I was sitting on it and it was a gold mine Mm. and I knew I had to share it with other women because when they let their hair down, Mm. uh, figuratively in the, in this metaphorically, I guess, in the, in these conversations, they were sharing how you know, what I discovered is we are all so darn hard on ourselves and we don't need to be. We're Mm -hmm. comparing ourselves constantly with that, that Facebook effect, that Instagram effect of other women, people in general about what success is and all these expectations that we have on ourselves. And so I was already well into my overcoming perfectionism journey and was you know, just, so we had some really deep conversations in some cases and just some amazing, um, ch- chats. Yeah. <laughs> in some cases it had turned into a coaching session because that's, you know, who I am. Yeah, I, <laughs> so yeah, they really appreciate it. And they just kept recommending other women. So I had all this information. I said, Oh, I have to get this out to the world. So it started with a series of, you know, a couple of blogs here and there, a couple of videos. I emailed the women that I had interviewed, Hey, this is kind of what I'm discovering. And then someday, uh, somebody said, oh, you should write a book. And I said, oh my gosh, I have always, I've been one of those people since I was probably 10. Oh, someday I'm going to write a book, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> one of those goals that everyone has. Almost everyone says, yeah, oh, right. write a book. And I was like, wow, I never thought about that. And so I started down the path and it yeah. sat and it sat <laughs> and it sat and I felt so darn guilty for not after it telling people, oh, I'm going to write a book and then I'll share the results with you. Yeah. So I hired a book coach and 18 months went by and I, the book was published. Yeah. I'm really yeah. proud of the book. Yeah. And it was published in, uh, at the very end of 2019. And then I did not get the chance to do the book tour that I oh, <laughs> so yeah. was really so excited about because right. of COVID. So, you know, that still hasn't happened. Um, and I could do something online, but because women need to know about these things, these discoveries. I had three just, whoa, Nelly discoveries Mm. for for myself that just validated all the things, all the reasons we're too hard on ourselves and how we should just like let ourselves run free and be amazing. Right. um, Yeah. What was one of those reasons that were kind of really helpful for you? Uh, the discoveries. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, well, so as I started putting the, the, the themes, sure. trying to label what the themes were, and those became the chapters in the book, I actually have it here, your reference. Yeah. and it does have my face on it, <laughs> which Good for you. I feel a little weird about, but yeah. honestly, I love seeing what people look like and yeah. my video, video podcasts are so great, right? Right. So the, the themes that emerged were, I'll, I'll just read the chapters. So clarity, courage, focus. Uh, say no time control or time management, but I call it time control. Cause really we want to control time, mm. <laughs> avoid overwhelm, discipline, let go. Uh, that's kind of the perfectionism. Yeah. Um, how to communicate, you know, just how to connect and communicate 
um, branding, branding moxie, I call it, selling, trusting, learning, developing others, connecting with our community. And so these, all of these had insights. And so from my, all my coaching experiences and all of these conversations, and then just being a woman business owner, <laughs> living in the world, you know, right. I got insight into all these topics, but I had all this amazing data. And so the, the realization that this was a fairly short list, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, 15, we yeah. have 15 themes and all of these women are already doing so well in, in just about all of them, but seeing themselves as a total failure, you know, whether it's like these little tiny failures every day, like, Oh, I didn't check that off my list or I'm mad at myself. Yeah. You know? and, and then we just, it's like how we, how we process the expectations that we have and then how we don't necessarily live up to them and then how we process that and then how we show up in the world. And yeah. we're beating ourselves up when there's nothing to be sorry about. <laughs> so that was yeah. probably the biggest overarching aha. Like, oh my gosh, I'm not the only one, even though, yes, right. I had some serious perfectionism issues and not everybody would categorize themselves that way. Sure. It's still there that, that not being enough, not mm-hmm. enough rules of the day is yeah. what I kind of called it. So I have a, um, like a download with the themes and the kind of the yeah. summary of discoveries. And another one is that we, um, everybody that I talked to was so willing to talk to me. I mean, I had one person out of all the invitations that I sent out that said, no, I'm not really interested. And she was I'm, I'm possibly a man. I'm not sure. <laughs> which, you know, Hey, it's each his own. Yeah. But, uh, I thought, well, okay. For some reason she either didn't understand or she just didn't really connect with it. But everyone other than that one anomaly was like, yes, I want to be a part of this project. Yeah. Yes, I want Yes. I want to get the word out there to other women. Yes. Women need to support other women. And I tell you what, that was a huge, happy surprise for me. I was so pleasantly surprised because when I was, uh, I'm, 50, 50 now. And so in the, in the beginning of my world of work, that was not the case. Women were not right. particularly supportive of other women. And yeah. was, but, um, there weren't that many spots at the top and now sure. the world has changed, but also we recognize the value of pulling others up with us. Right. And so everyone was so this, this supportive sisterhood yeah. out there. So and- false assumptions that we're making and how we set the record straight. That's what I right. want to mention to do. Yeah, absolutely. And and also creating and cultivating space to just share and just freaking be <laughs> and to like breathe, you know, whatever the truths are. And then also releasing um, what's just a bold faced lie and then being in community with other women to, to do that work is like, so important and empowering. <laughs> it is. It's yeah. huge. And it really is. It's so empowering. And I feel like it just wasn't, it's, it feels pretty normal now, but it wasn't even when I started the project, like it was still kind of like, ah, I don't know, like women were seeking women's networking groups, right? but then they still wanted to be able to show the ROI. Right. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, uh, which I totally get, Hey man, I get it. But, um, you know, sometimes we just need to be ourselves around yeah. other women and have somebody say, you're so beautiful. What are you complaining about? 
<laughs> like right. you're such a, uh, uh, you're so radiant, like, oh my, or, you know, just, and giving each other compliments, you know, if you don't love yourself, you don't feel good about yourself and who you are in the world, it's harder to give compliments to other women. Right. And so it's like working on ourselves and then yeah. it just ripples out and it affects everyone around us. Such a right. cool thing to be a part of, as you clearly know. <laughs> it is. No, it is. And yeah. And I think, you know, giving, yeah, you know, it's, it's kind of shedding too. like, it's not, um, we're, we're not working or living in a time that was our mother's time or our great, you know, our grandmother's time, or our great grandmother's time. And so being able to step into that boldly and saying like, you know, no, and no more, like, I'm not doing that anymore. I'm not dealing with that anymore or whatever expectation, obviously like easier said than done. And it's like literally five times a day, right. You're just like, well, uh, you know, going back and forth of, of, you know, trying to be strong and bold and then, you know, also sinking back into old behaviors. Um, but even just stepping in and knowing that you have the opportunities that, you know, those of us women before us, you know, didn't have, even just knowing that can be freeing. So whenever you want to step in there, you're supported and you're welcome and come on in, but, you know, take your time because you're shedding generations of stuff. Stuff. <laughs> Amen. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it can, it can be a lot. So you mentioned, um, a little bit earlier, kind of um, how you've switched in your kind of coaching practice and like really leaning into, um, I guess, intuitive coaching and really meeting your your clients, like where they're at and like being able to assist them where, where they're at. Tell me a little bit more kind of about that and how you've seen that shift for them. Yeah, sure. I, some of that came with me, just me. I mean, you know, being a coach for... 15, I guess going on 16 years. So obviously I gained a lot more confidence and skills as I went along. I, I got a lot more comfortable with um, listening to that inner voice. If I felt like something was coming up and I do the same thing when I'm on stage for keynotes or, or uh, workshops or whatever. So, so in the beginning, I tried to memorize every word I was going to say, or, you know, I would have a whole plan for the coaching yeah. session. <laughs> Like I had a, you know, I had it all mapped out perfectly. Right. I was I'm always very well prepared. Yes. It gives me confidence. Yeah. And, um, there's that package I was waiting for. <laughs> uh, so, but then I started, you know, it's like an experiment. You feel a little more bold. Like you said, like, okay, I'm going to step into this. So yeah. I feel like I should say that. I feel like I should share this weird story about myself right now. Mm. So then, you know, you, you listen and it, and it turns out it's like, that's one of the most enriching experiences for that person. Or that was that per some person in the audience walks up to you and says, oh, thank you so much for sharing that you changed right. my life or you made, I was having a terrible week and this, this turned me around. And it's like, I never would have, I don't know what compelled me to share that. I felt, you know, it's like those moments where I thought, oh, why did I say that? Right. Did, I mean, I can't believe I just like busted right out of my box <laughs> yeah, cardboard right. everywhere like oh, oh my gosh I yeah. you know so it would settle down so you know after that happens with coaching clients and or on stage um then you start thinking hmm I think there's something you know we have this genius inside mm. if we would just listen <laughs> to our intuition and what's going on we have there's so much nonverbal. Yeah. stuff happening with the people around us. So in a coaching session and, and I'm really good at 
focusing only on that that thing for the time. It's sure. I have worked on it, but I'm really good at that. Yeah. So um, you know, they feel heard, they feel understood. And sometimes that's all we're craving. Yeah. I mean, there, there's a whole whole host of other things that they want to get out of their session that they get out sure. of it. Yes, the right. Strategy, the skills, you know. Mm-hmm. But um, but that that establishing that rapport and that uh trust that comes with that type of communication is priceless. Yeah. So I'm, I'm lucky in that I, um, maybe not lucky, fortunate that I've remained friends, but I've become really good friends with yeah. people who, were, who were clients. And, you know, sometimes it, it gets uh, a little challenging when we're friends and we're working together. And, but then eventually it's like, well, we have to decide what, what yeah. which we're right, going right. to be, are we? If we're yeah. that good of friends, like, oh, you probably need to find another coach. But, <laughs> yeah. but yeah, it's like the, the relationships. Yeah. So it's about that true connection, mm. soul connection is, yeah. I would say is what I would call it. Right. Yeah. It's really interesting when you, um, when you have all of these skills, you learned the things, you know, you, you're talking about like disc assessments and, 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 you know, getting your, your PMP and getting, you know, all the things, all of the whatever certifications. And you're like, I am good at what I do. And then you get to a place too, where it's like, um, it's not about me. (laughs) And I am just a, I'm, I'm a service provider and not to say to diminish any skills or knowledge, but when you do um, step into a place of service for the other person, it's amazing all the things that can happen, you know, and and you feel comfortable enough to share that story um, because it's not, it's not about you. (laughs) And I think sometimes in no matter what you're doing, in my case, doing operations and, and marketing, that's, that can be very personal to someone, especially the women that we work with who are, um, you know, are like, I've been doing everything myself and now I need help. Like, please come help me. It's, it's vulnerable and it's emotional and they're ready to show up and show out in a different way. And they have strangers coming in to help them. Um, and I can tell them all day, every day, do this, this, you know, and make a bulletproof plan, but also it's not about me, you know, they may not be ready for, for what we're doing. And so, you know, as, as service providers, when we're able to just, I don't know, sometimes get out of our own way and meet them where they're at, like there's such magic that can happen. Oh, well said. Yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and that, that is, yeah, you nailed it. I couldn't have said it better myself. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard. I mean, you know, when you mentioned kind of um, perfectionist, you know, I can also be, um, I know the plan. Okay. I know the, <laughs> I know the plan. I know the plan. I know the plan, you know, but also uh, it's not about me and you know the plan is the plan and it takes how long it needs to take right and so being able to be flexible um and sometimes going back to what we were originally talking about that that comes with learning how to shed that corporate life (laughs) because Mm -hmm. uh you know there's less red tape to go through there's less you know fighting for approvals and you know, showing up or however, blah, 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 you know, whoever was showed up, right. You're able to just really work one-on-one with people to meet them where they're at. Yeah, definitely. It takes that, that framework of, um, yeah, like there's so much that we 
especially with smaller business owners. So I still have to put, I kind of have to put the coat back on a little bit when I'm working with large organizations. Absolutely. And I have to walk the line between really connecting with them and speaking their language. And, um, you know, I have to adapt my style uh, when I, when I walk into their office or their building or we're, but, but when they're out on outside that, you know, if we meet for lunch or cocktails or something, it's just, it is magical how yeah. just, I feel whatever, you know, my, I basically say a prayer or, mm-hmm. or have an intention every yeah. time I have a session or a speaking engagement or a workshop or whatever it is, is like, let me be who they need me to be. Yeah. That's it. I mean, it's basically that simple. Like there's a process I go through. Yeah, of course. Right. <laughs> but right. basically that's the message. Like, let me be who they need me to be. So you yeah. know that earlier, it's like, I'm just a conduit for the message, like whatever, whatever they need, um, as long as it's something in my wheelhouse, something else, I'm going to recommend somebody or just touch it or whatever. But yeah, like it's just coolest things happen Mm -hmm. with that. But being able to speak the same language is, is critical. Yeah. I mean, obviously I, I do also dabble, uh, (laughs) in languages, but what I mean is, you know, um, (laughs) someone's level of formality or level of comfort with themselves, you know, reading all those cues and being sensitive and respectful is just, Mm -hmm. oh my gosh, it's a skill that serves so many serves, serves me. I mean, it makes my life so much more enjoyable to be that person for others. Yeah. And to, to teach other people how to improve their skills and be that person for their employees or their colleagues or their family is just so cool. Yeah. Okay. So I want to get into the speed round of our conversation. This is kind of one of my favorites. So I'm going to ask you some fun questions and you just give us the quick answer. I didn't study. I know. I know. I know. It's okay. It's okay. Okay. So tell us um, what is one of your favorite ways to take care of yourself? Um, like mind, body, soul, whatever it is. Like what's one of your favorite ways to take care of yourself? Oh, oh man. I could talk on this for hours, but I'll, I'll, I'll keep it. You know, I discovered tapping. Tapping. Like tap dancing. Like tap dancing or like tapping. No, tapping. It's like a form of meditation. Um, but it's tapping. So have you have you not heard about it? No, tell me. So go to whoever's interested, go to the tapping solution.com. So it's like you're tapping, you're saying affirmations, like you're bringing up challenges you're facing as you tap on certain points of the body. So it's just your hands or just your upper body. So it's like, um, even though I'm feeling really frustrated with myself, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to have an amazing day and you're just tapping on some areas of your face. It's phenomenal. So I do daily meditation. Yeah. Um, my deal with myself for years as I was trying to cultivate the meditation habit was five minutes a day. And honestly, if anybody's on the fence, um, five minutes a day really is enough to feel the benefits. So even like if you skip a couple of days, like don't beat yourself up. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking from experience. That. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, so five minutes a day, just really, it's like, I could tell I was just a calmer person, like, whoa. So then I discovered tapping and it's amazing for pain relief, for anxiety, for yeah. know, whatever, <laughs> cravings, yeah. if you're, you know, on a weight loss journey, like sure. all kinds of things, it's just amazing. So it actually, it physiologically, it reduces cortisol in the body while you're getting the benefits of meditation and affirmations. So it's just so cool. 
So anyway, uh, I do that. I also love hot bath once in a while, reading a book and yeah. I love, I love baths. I call it nighttime me time. Uh, and I like spend a 30, 45 minutes, like just focusing on me. And a lot of times it involves a bath. <laughs> um, okay. Next question. What would you do if you had 10 hours back in your week? Oh, so your time. And you had 10 hours back in your week. Just any random week or like this week, all the weeks, all, oh, all the weeks. Ah. Oh. Oh. There's a million things on my, <laughs> on my list, which yeah. is super tempting. I'm good about taking care of myself yeah. um, and balancing like my, my self-care with my productivity. Uh, thank God I, I had to figure it out. Right. As sure. I had to get good at that. Um, I probably spend more time with my mom mm. Yeah, or just pick up a, pick up a hobby, like knitting, maybe both, maybe go visit mom, do some yeah. knitting. I love that. <laughs> It's not like such a homebody. No, that's so cool. Uh, I love that. I was looking at um like cross stitch, like some Etsy like kits where you can do like cross stitching and stuff. And I was like, that seems like a fun do nothing task. Like, you know, mindless kind of task. That seems fun. I love that. Do some yeah, knitting. I can, un- unless there's subtitles, I can, you know, binge watch yeah. my shows and do a little something. Right. Yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm like 90% done with a sweater. But I'm pretty excited. Oh, that's exciting. Good for you. <laughs> anyway. For you. Okay, last question. If I was like Heather, I won the lottery today and I want to give you $10,000 and a plane ticket to wherever, where are you going and how are you using that money? Oh, man. Well, that's pretty nice. Thank you. Um, I'm fortunate and fortunately in a position where I get to travel <laughs> whenever I feel like it. But 10 grand, I don't always spend that much on a trip. So, hey, I'll take it. Uh, you know, Paris has been on my mind a lot lately, even though COVID's kind of heating up there. Um, I have a minor in French and I, I got a chance to live with the family in France uh, for a summer. Oh. My husband has never been and I would love to take him to London and Paris and do that. Maybe that. maybe not until it's a little bit warmer and yeah. COVID's settled down. Fair. <laughs> but, well, so thanks, thanks Stephanie, for the, for the trip. You're so welcome. I might just join you because I've never been to either of those places. They that are sounds really. great. Well, and we've been watching Emily in Paris, so maybe that's partly <laughs> on my mind as well. Yeah, I uh, started re-watching or like season two and... You know, that's another, that's another podcast episode. Talk about that. It's so cute. Yeah. Yeah. It makes me laugh. Yeah. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for being on the show, Heather. If people are listening and they're like, where can I find her? Where can I find her book? Like where, um, where can they find you? So you can go to envisionsuccessinc.com, envision with an E, envisionsuccessinc.com, or you can probably Google lead with Moxie, M-O-X-I-E. Uh, or Heather Leg, and I mean, I'm on like every social media platform. So pick your well, okay, not Snapchat or TikTok, but <laughs> the ones that were really popular like three years ago. Yeah, 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 <laughs> and before. <laughs> so yeah, um, I'm pretty easy to find, and yep, pick up a copy of the book. I uh, I hope to get it on Audible very soon. Yeah, I love that. 
Good. Well, thank you for um, being on the show and thank you everyone for listening to Savvy Booked and Blessed. Um, if you would love to be on this podcast, definitely head to prosavvyas.com slash Savvy Booked and Blessed. Also listening to this episode and you're like, we love Devonay and Heather and they're awesome. And I want to tell all my friends, make sure to share it on all of your social platforms. Feel free to tag us. Um, and also just live your best life. This is permission to just have a happy life. Thank you. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Savvy Booked and Blessed. If you are a successful six to seven figure female entrepreneur who would like to be on this program, please visit podcast.prosavvyas.com dash podcast slash guest. If you got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot on your phone and text it to your friend or post it on the socials. If you know someone that would be a great guest, go ahead and tag them in social media and let them know about the show and include hashtag Savvy Book and Blessed. I love seeing your posts and I love your guest suggestions. We're regularly putting out new episodes and content. To make sure you don't miss out on any episodes, go ahead and subscribe. Give your thumbs up ratings and reviews. We definitely go a long way to help promote the show. It means a lot to me and my team. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.